and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Hi everyone, Pastor Bill Rudolph here. Uh, we are going to look at Psalm 106 today. And before we do that, let's uh, give this time to the Lord in a word of prayer. Oh, gracious Father, your word tells us the truth about ourselves, that uh, we are sinful and unclean that we don't deserve your love or any of your attention, but yet your word also tells us about your grace and your favor that you've shown to your people from the very beginning up until this very day. We ask, Heavenly Father, as we look at Psalm 106 to remind us of the depravity of the human race and the great depths of the love that you have shown us in your son, Jesus, and and in so many other ways. We pray for your presence now, Lord, to bless us as we look in your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, today I'm not going to read the whole psalm because it is uh, somewhat lengthy. It, um, I'm gonna read uh, a couple of first verses and a couple of last verses, which are very positive, uh, talking about our praise to the Lord. And then we'll go into a little depth into uh, what Psalm 106 emphasizes. So let's begin, and this is out of the Good News Bible. Uh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love is eternal. Who can tell all the great things he has done? Who can praise him enough? Happy are those who obey his commands, who always do what is right. Now that's the first three verses. Now I'm going to skip over and I'm going to look at the last two verses. Verse 47 and 48. Save us, O Lord our God, and bring us back from among the nations so that we may be thankful and praise your holy name. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Praise him now and forever. Let everyone say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So one thing that this, this psalm does is it, it makes us think very seriously about our sin and therefore seriously about our Savior as well. So Psalm 106 really emphasizes God's mercy with the backdrop of Israel's repeated rebellion, the repeated sins. And uh, what we have in verses 6 through 43 is, is uh, the backdrop of all these sins of the people of God are created, uh, uh, paraded before us. And there's a quote here from an Alexander McLaren that I wanted to read to you that I think is kind of interesting. He says, the history of God's past is a record of continuous mercies. The history of man's past is one of continuous sins. So, I mean, this, this, that says it all, that everyone uh, falls short of the glory of God. There's, there's no question here. But the initial call to praise God for his goodness is verses one through three, the ones that I read previously. He launches then into a confession of, of the nation's sins and uh, talks about Exodus in the first part. He talks about the, the wanderings uh, in, in the wilderness. Then he talks about being in the land of Canaan. And so the, the final cry is one uh, for salvation, restoration, uh, and the praise of our, our Heavenly Father. And uh, the psalm ends and begins with uh, the word praise the Lord or with hallelujah. 
just as it does in Psalm 113, 117, and 135, and Numbers 146 through 150. So if you could sum up this psalm in just one sentence, it would probably be this. Uh, the great depths of our sin and and still greater depths of God's grace should cause us to praise him and to cry out to him to pour out his grace upon his people, his chosen ones. So um, as we ponder this, this uh, history of Israel's sin, uh, we would miss the point if we didn't examine ourselves. I mean, obviously we have to be honest. We have to be forthright. Uh, Lord, I am guilty as any of these. You, you, you have to be honest that way. And, and so uh, we should, shouldn't just shrug off our sins and say, ah, oh, it's no big deal. But we bring them to God, and especially in this Lenten season, we bring them to God and say, Lord, uh, I repent. I come to you for forgiveness. I come to you for restoration. Uh, Lord, bless us. So as, as we examine ourselves, as we confess before our Heavenly Father, uh, it's, it's important that what, if there's anything lurking in our hearts that we go ahead and we, we tell him you know, what, what it is that, that, that uh, weighs us down. So it, it is possible to witness great miracles, and this is true in Israel's history, to witness great miracles and the object of great mercies and still have a hardened heart. Um, I mean, uh, to, to forget the, the wonderful abundance, the kindnesses of our, our Heavenly Father um, as encountered in, in our trials as well. It's very easy to, to forget. But sometimes we see people who make a confession of faith and, and they sing God's praise until some difficulty comes into their life and, and uh, they grumble and they turn uh, theoretically back to the slavery of Egypt. You know, they, they turn their back on, on the Lord and that's, that's truly a, a tragedy. But, uh, but here's, here's something that, that is important. Uh, and this is uh, verse... Um, Verses 13 through 15. I want you to listen to this. They quickly forgot his words. They did not wait for his counsel, but craved intensely in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. So he gave them their request, but sent a wasting disease among them. So it's not the first time. Not the first time that Israel grumbled and and. Uh, but then after that, you see uh, in verses uh, 16 through 18, you have the, the rebellion of Korah and Dathan and how the, the, the earth swallowed him up and, and all of that. So uh, that's another one. Then there's uh, where the psalmist reviews the, uh, the incident of idolatry, the, the golden calf. Everybody knows that one. And, and if you've ever seen the, the old movie, Ten Commandments, everybody knows that one. Everybody uh, remembers how that was portrayed. And, um, and again, uh, when, when Moses went up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments and uh, the people grew impatient because he was there so long, uh, they asked Aaron, you know, make us a god. Make us a god out of, out of some kind of metal. And they chose gold. So the golden calf. So uh, the next part would be, um, let me read to you verses 24 and 25. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe in his word, but grumbled in their tents. They did not listen to the voice of the Lord. Again, it's the same thing. It's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster thing, uh, up and down and up and down. Um, 
when they're up, they're, they're praising the Lord and, and, and just having a great time and everything's fine. Uh, when they sin, when they, they turn their backs on God, everything goes downhill. You see that in the book of Judges too. It's very, very evident there. Um, another one, um, only uh, during the time of the, the spies when they went into the Holy Land to check things out, uh, you have Joshua and Caleb uh, who, um, who did believe in God's promises and they, um, they were uh, among uh, the spies that went in and all the, the rest of the spies said, no, it's too, too difficult, it's too hard. You know, there's giants in the land and it's, it's way too, too difficult for us. But Moses uh, interceded for the people. God forgave them. They grumbled because they went on the side of the other spies that said things were too tough. But Joshua and Caleb said, no, it's, it's doable. With God's help, it's all doable. So verses 28 through 31, we have the psalmist bringing up the incident of, of um, Balaam, of Balaam's counsel, and there's, there's that one. Then finally, finally, there is um, listed the, the wilderness period uh, of Israel provoking God to his wrath at the waters of Meribah, and that's in, in verses 32 and 33. So uh, as, we, as we look at this, this psalm, Israel's sins after they had entered the promised land shows really the depths of, of human depravity. I mean, it does. They complained again. Um, Israel didn't fully obey the Lord by exterminating the, the, the Canaanite tribes that were in there. And God told them that they needed to do that. They needed to exterminate those who had occupied the land. And they didn't do that. And so they're still suffering for it today, to be very honest. Uh, secondly, Israel even sacrificed their, their sons and their daughters to demons. It mentions that in verse 37. Um, terrible stuff, terrible stuff going on there. Uh, thirdly, the psalmist sums up everything by saying, the people became unclean in their practices. They played the harlot in their deeds. And that's verse 39. And, and fourthly, uh, lastly, um, Israel repeated their cycle of sin and rebellion. Time after time after time, it tells us there in, in verses 40 through 43. So this psalm gives us a much needed hope that no matter how many times we have failed him, we, we can always come back to the Lord. We can always come back to God and plead for his mercy. And he hears us. Uh, he, he grants that mercy freely. And, and it's, it's a, a wonderful gift that God has given us, that, that undeserved love in Christ Jesus. So, um, Lastly, so we, we should, should praise God and cry out to him in our, our, and pour out our, our hearts to him to receive his grace uh, and, and realize that with this dismissal record of, of uh, a repeated disobedience, repeated, um, you'd think that the psalmist would be ashamed you know, to call on God for anything. But yet he not only prays for God's mercy for the nation, for the whole nation. But he himself uh, praises God for his, his own uh, salvation and his own forgiveness. So if this psalm shows us anything, it shows us that salvation is from the Lord. Nobody else, no one else. And, and because human hearts are hardened and sin has had its way, only God can save sinners. That, that should be obvious to us. But... Um, as Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, he says, you know, um, 
that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners and I am the foremost of them all. And I think maybe if we're honest with God, we would say the same thing. So it, it kind of finishes up with, with uh, this here. It says, remember me, O Lord, in your favor toward your people. Visit me with your salvation that I may see the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. So that should be your prayer. That should be my prayer, that we'll give thanks to his holy name. We'll give the glory to him, give him all the praise, and then we'll bless his name forever and show forth that praise in everything that we do. Maybe so for Jesus' sake. Amen. We pray. Gracious Father in heaven, uh, we thank you for the grace that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, uh, even though if we are really honest with ourselves and we see that we are among the deprived people of, of this human race, but Lord, you have you've uh, tapped us on the shoulder. You have you have saved us. You have chosen us to be your people, and for that we are graciously thankful. Thank you, Lord. And all we can say, Lord, in in summing up this psalm that we have studied today, is Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets visit ChristBray.org.